Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily, a writer. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two type 1 diabetics trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And this week's special episode, it's just special because we're here. There's nothing really too special about It's just a normal episode. I I like that every episode we do is automatically special. There we go. I mean, I think any time spent with a pal is special time. Okay, that's about as mushy as I get. (laughs) Um, But on to topic. So this week's episode comes during quite the time for any American listeners and probably anyone who is paying attention to the news in general. Um, This is not going to be an episode where we tell anyone how to vote or what to think or anything like that. We want this episode to focus purely on politics and being able to set boundaries with Mm -hmm. yourself, with others, and maintaining good mental health, even when people are asking you a million questions about insulin prices due to uh, President Trump's statement speech. Yeah, statement (laughs) during the the first 2020 presidential debate yeah and and you know we also acknowledge that you guys listened to us we think because of you know we cover the diabetes beat right and and that that's what you're coming to us for and as we were talking about this topic and general burnout from politics and talking about it all the time i think there's a lot of metaphors and and similarities when we think about our diabetes in terms of setting boundaries or knowing what our limits are or how much energy we can devote to certain things i mean i could be talking about either diabetes or politics and and i'm talking about both so i think there's a lot that we can kind of you know compare and contrast in terms of burnout feelings Right. So just to reiterate, this episode is not talking about actual politics of like the ACA, Medicare, Medicaid, insulin prices. This episode is not about that. It's definitely something I'd like to get into at some point with someone who is qualified to discuss those things on like... We're just regular old citizens who like read an article. I'm just a gal that likes to remind everyone that I studied political science in college, but I think that... (laughs) A, while I did do that and have a concentration in that, that was already five years ago, so I'm not one to talk. Um, I just love all things politics. But moving forward, um, so anyone who is following us on Instagram, shameless plug, pancreas pals underscore, (laughs) I can't speak, pancreas underscore pals on Instagram, um, we are big believers in using a platform to help educate and really just be there for pals no matter what your political affiliations are or if you don't have political affiliations but we posted something about voting Mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter who you're voting for that's not us saying vote for biden or vote for trump it's saying exercise your right to vote and for all the ladies out there thank god to the 19th amendment allowing us to do so so just shout out to the 100th anniversary of that Mm -hmm. um but we are two ladies with diabetes Mm -hmm. who like to exercise that right Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you miriam but This entire year has been obviously 
excuse my language, if parents are out there listening with their children, you might want to cover their ears for this. It's been a clusterfuck dumpster fire, and I'm not sorry that I said that, but not just politically, but in terms of obviously COVID, in terms of people being laid off and losing healthcare through that, and just so many different things going on right now, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to set boundaries with yourself, or at least with myself, in terms of like, I love the news, I love to... Um, constantly look at Instagram Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend sends me Twitter stuff I'm not really on Twitter don't hate me for saying that world but like it's just not my thing it's very 2009 to me moving on (laughs) Um, but it's just I'm constantly being bombarded with things whether that's even just text alerts which I had to turn off Mm -hmm. (laughs) on my phone at full disclosure I turned those off in 2016 if you can glean why then you can glean why Um, but yeah so there's just constant it's constantly happening politics and just every little thing but you know what else is constantly happening my blood sugars Mm -hmm. it is just like especially for anyone dealing with a chronic illness who has any type of stake in this election whether or not again what side you're voting for if you're voting at all um but please vote it's uh it's it's overwhelming and you know the stress can affect your blood sugars i was watching the debate and my blood sugars were shooting up the Mm -hmm. angrier i got and the more stressed i got and like Again, that's me and my own issues and being able to cope and deal with things. But I know I'm not the only one out there that was listening to things and having their blood sugar react. So as much as we like to set boundaries, it's not always possible, but we are able to try. And so Miriam is the mental health expert Mm -hmm. of us. I'm just someone who loves mental health. Miriam (laughs) actually works in it. Um, So Miriam, I'd like to get your take on how you know, what are some boundaries that we can set and how to cope with everything that's happening right now? Yeah. And, you know, this is something that comes up a lot with my clients or I'll hear a lot this narrative of, you know, I'm already so depressed and anxious just as my baseline. And now I'm listening to the news and every headline is something depressing or something that makes me feel like the world is ending, blah, 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 go on and on. And I'll pose the question, well, you know, can you turn off the news? Can you stop watching for a day or two? I promise I promise 99% that the world will not end if you turn off the news. Um, and if the world does end, then you don't need the news anyway. Exactly. So and just putting the that out most there. common response I get to that actually is, well, no, 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 I'll be way more anxious if I don't know what's going on. And I can understand that sentiment or that thought actually, that you the, the fear that you'll be more anxious not being engaged and not know what's going on. But I got to challenge that idea. I just don't think that's true. And if you notice that you're watching the news or engaging in these things or on your Instagram, just scrolling, 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 and you like feel your heart racing, which I am guilty of a thousand percent. If you feel that feeling, (laughs) close the Instagram, close the news, like stop watching. And I promise removing that is creating a boundary for your mental health and it's not that you don't care it's not that you're not politically engaged or that you're not advocating for yourself it is saying this is what I need to be able to function and to be better tomorrow and to be able to do whatever I need to do tomorrow to advocate tomorrow I need to rest and give myself some space and do something mindless do something that brings you joy you know I'm a big proponent of especially with depression, you need to be engaging in something physical, something social, and something pleasant every single day. And that is little, little things. So social can be like, I'm going to call a friend instead of like 
rant texting to her or I'm going to do a quick FaceTime or I'm, you know, I'm going to go for a walk and talk to a stranger on the street because if I, you know, like what shoes they're wearing, just like little things like that, having that social connection. to strangers. Is <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, complimenting a straight, you know, you know how to We're be. Southern gals. Yes. We do these things exactly. in New York. They look at us like we have three heads, honestly. <laughs> but we, it doesn't stop us because a little bit of kindness goes a long way. Oh, guys. my gosh. Or, or Exactly. Your, follow your gut. Especially, or in New York City, I'll have a lot of people tell me, like, oh, I, you know, I always chat with my doorman as I'm walking in and out of my apartment building. Like, things like that can give you that social connection. Physical does not need to be, like, running a marathon or doing an intense exercise. It could be going for a walk or doing stretches in your apartment or your home, home wherever you are. And pleasant, which should sound like the easiest, is really the hardest for people. But it's so important to keep yourself feeling fulfilled and engaged in life and kind of removing yourself from from the news that we're taking in or the politics that we're taking in. And again, you need to do this. It's not saying that you're avoiding or that you're ignoring what's going on. It's it's you know, feeding your soul. And comparing this to diabetes burnout, you know, I would not suggest if you're feeling burned out by diabetes, just to like turn it off and forget about it. That obviously- That's we, a narrative you can't remove we, yourself from. We can't. I just have to say the entirety of this, Miriam's wisdom, all I can think about is Eliza from Hamilton removing herself from the narrative. Yes. <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> but in diabetes, you can't. But in the political world, you can't. Exactly. You can still be active and informed mm-hmm. without being ignorant and without having to- inundate yourself with things that are making you feel bad and while there's a lot of things in life that you need to do that do make you feel bad that help you grow as a Mm -hmm. person limiting your intake of toxic for you things that are toxic for you doesn't make you a bad person and I think when I was watching the debate I was so tempted to change this channel but I was like no like I really want to stay informed Mm -hmm. but the entire time I was literally doing squats for like the entirety of that hour and a half debate to get my blood sugar under 200 Mm -hmm. so it was just like I should have just changed the channel also I live for the drama though this is like my version of (laughs) Real Housewives (laughs) yeah like I can't deal with with Real Housewives I mean but I live for the drama I would much rather not have this type of drama but here we are this is the only thing that's entertaining me right now in COVID world Mm -hmm. but yeah so Miriam back to before I interrupted you we can't ignore diabetes but there are ways to cope with it exactly and we can't ignore diabetes but the ways we do that is by setting boundaries for ourselves in terms of diabetes and so I'm not saying you know if you're feeling burnt out, things aren't going your way, like something easy you can do for diabetes burnout is sort of change what you're eating. Eating very basic, simple things that you know you know how to bolus for. You know that you've, you know, are easy. And it might be boring for a couple of days, but what that's doing, it's creating boundaries for yourself saying, I'm not going to, you know, f- feed myself literally things that make me upset or things that I know are going to cause me anxiety. It's like there's an instinct when we're feeling stressed, you know, to stress eat, right? It's like I want all this bad stuff or my blood sugar is going crazy anyways. I might as well just have this slice of pizza and this cupcake or, you know, whatever it is that's going on. But at the end of the day, what you're doing by saying I'm not going to go there is setting boundaries for yourself by saying I want to feel good about myself and what my 
what my blood sugars are doing. So if I know if I have a piece of Ezekiel bread toast with peanut butter, might not be as exciting as the cupcake, but I know how to bolus for it and I'm gonna feel like a rock star when I get the bolus correctly and my blood sugars are gonna be good for a couple of days with the least amount of stress and energy I need to put into it, then that's the goal. And so it's not saying let's fix your diabetes burnout by you know, focusing more energy on it and eating, eating more intensely. No, it's quite the opposite. It's being as simple and basic as possible. So you don't have to put any thought into it. And after a couple days of good shugs or better shugs, you'll kind of build up that energy and that confidence of like, okay, I got my shit together. Right. And you can kind of tackle it from a new perspective. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, for those that battle with diabulimia Mm -hmm. or restrictive eating or, you know, find that that adds focusing on diet adds a whole other level of anxiety and stress um there are so many different things that you can do in addition for diabetes burnout we have episodes on diabetes burnout and whether that's changing up your care method Mm -hmm. like going from pens to an insulin pump or from an insulin pump to pens or taking a break from your continuous glucose monitor and going back to finger pricks or vice versa or therapy Mm -hmm. there's so many things that you can do to have now I just sound like my therapist. There's so many things you can do to have that toolbox mm-hmm. to help you for the next time that you might feel overwhelmed so you don't get to the burnout stage again. And these are tools that you build up over time. And I'm not saying it's easy. Mm-mm. And I'm not saying that it's one size fits all. For me, going back to foods that I know my blood sugar will cope with is like my my perfect storm. It's not perfect storm in a bad way. It's like it's the perfect equation for me. Mm-hmm. I know that it'll help me gain confidence again and be like okay I can do this but that's not to say that I'm not a big proponent in other times to you know test things out yeah. with, a, with a roll of sushi because that is my downfall or half a bagel or you know things like or that. like that slice um, of pizza looks really freaking good and I want to eat it and yeah as you should and we are huge proponents of that but it's just um, knowing yeah. knowing your boundaries beforehand and knowing what will kind of put you over the edge emotionally I think that's what it comes down to is getting more insight into your own triggers, into your own boundaries of of how much fluctuations you can manage safely. It's having knowledge about those and insight into those that will kind of guide your choices in the future. Right. And it's not all – no one body is the same. No. It's not all linear in terms of how your body – okay, so at the, at the end of the day, this podcast is about diabetes, right? So – in terms of stress, stress affects your diabetes. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it doesn't. And I know Miriam and I have had this conversation before, like, when I was first diagnosed. And I thought, oh, well, maybe if I'm just really chill, my blood sugar will go back down. Like, I just didn't get why stress could only work negatively. Like, why, or my emotions could only affect it negatively. Uh, yeah. Um, and I felt the same. I'm like, oh, if stress made it go down, then relaxing will make it come down. But no, you like, yeah. or made it go up, it's you know what evil. I mean? But Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I'm telling you, if you have a continuous glucose monitor and you have a really stressful day, just look at your insulin resistance and watch it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, you know, you know. But I think that in terms of, like, politics making this not, like, a half and half thing, like, for me, was I snacking while watching the debate? Yes. Do I stress eat sometimes? Actually, no. I'm more of a don't eat when I'm stressed kind of gal. But when it's like an entertainment kind of stress, hell yeah, I'm going to be popping some popcorn mm-hmm. or having a small piece of cake left over from breakfast for Yom Kippur, which is what was happening. So there's a bunch of confounding factors that can affect your blood sugar. And that's my point is at any given time, especially in 2020, there are about 50 different things that can stress you out and can affect your body. 
whether that's like even if you're like an extra level if you're a woman who gets her period or if you're someone with a uterus who gets their period it's really a clusterfuck in and of itself like for me I've had diabetes for six years and we should have a whole episode on periods honestly I just know my dad won't want to listen if I do that but that's like fine sorry (laughs) Nathan um I just and we'll probably alienate like a whole bunch of people but it's real it's us and you know for people who get their periods it is so unfair in my mind to compare a1c's for those people who don't get their periods versus people who do get their periods like I'm sorry this might be a hot button really off topic discussion but like that really annoys me it's like you don't have the hormones coming at you every month from the time you hit puberty until the time you hit menopause I agree but we on the flip side we should not be comparing a1c's regardless of uterus or not you know Yes, yes. This is all very true. That's another random Emily rant for you guys. You didn't ask for it, but I told you anyways. Um, But back to politics. So what I'm trying to say is this episode can really be shuffled under how to how to set boundaries in stressors. Um, But um, I do want to bring up and like this isn't, again, telling anyone how to vote or how Mm -hmm. to think. But I think something that's been really prevalent for everyone during this time and during this election cycle in particular is the possibility of people losing health care and the affordability of these things that we need to stay Mm -hmm. alive. Now, I think that posting about that stuff is completely fine and up to everyone. You know, that's up to your own discretion. But I know that seeing certain things can trigger a stressed response Mm -hmm. and, you know, putting up those boundaries is so important like Miriam discussed before but for some of us like I love scrolling Instagram used to be like my chill out zone out thing Mm -hmm. but now that might be changing so (laughs) for a lot of people who like to engage in a back and forth I think that one thing Miriam and I were discussing is the importance not to shut other people down and not to um, make everything so you know you're right I'm wrong or (laughs) actually probably Most people probably think the opposite. I'm right, you're wrong. Um, And the same can be said with your diabetes management. So just keep all of that in mind when you're engaging with social media and when you're seeing comments of people who might be blatantly supporting one side versus the other. Mm -hmm. It's not, at the end of the day, we all have broken pancreases, right? Like those of us that are upset about this, certain, you know, the, the insulin prices or access to healthcare when you have a pre-existing medical condition, like there are so many different things and you never know what someone else is going through. So we will never ever hate on anyone for voicing Mm -hmm. their opinion. We will not tolerate hate on our page at all though. If there is anything that is triggering for anyone or anything that is offensive or just purely untrue and dangerous in form of fake news or like stop taking insulin just have cinnamon instead sort of thing like that we don't put up with because there's only (laughs) use walmart insulin like why can't you just do that like people have died from that there are things that might sound like a great solution but you know science doesn't Mm -hmm. back it so miriam and i miriam literally loves science her husband's a doctor and she is a psychiatrist well not she's a licensed mental health counselor So we're not going to sit here and help promote falsehoods. But are we going to ream someone out on Instagram for having their opinion? Absolutely Absolutely not. not. And I I also Uh, think, you know, yes, if we get – this is not diabetes specific or pink face specific, but just in general when you're thinking of, like, Instagram trolls or just people fighting in Instagram comments or on the internet and Reddit, whatever – 
question yourself. When is the last time you changed your mind about something after being scolded and yelled at and told you were stupid? Never. (laughs) And so sometimes when I'm reading these comments and backs and forth, it's like I know what people are trying to do. They're trying to point out inaccuracies or or change people's minds, but they're going about it in the most absurd, ridiculous, like counterproductive way. If your goal is to change someone's mind, usually that happens with curiosity or I'm curious about that opinion you have. How did you come up with that opinion? You know, what what are you basing that off of? And here's what I think. Maybe we can have a dialogue about it. Like that's how people change and develop and grow and learn. But unfortunately that there's not enough of that happening in these you know instagram comments or or whatever we're seeing um but it but if and i don't think our listeners are like this but if you are a listener or someone who you know can't help but type like a quick quippy retort or insult to someone and you just have this urge and i get it i have had those urges or i'm like oh my god this is so wrong i want to tell this person how wrong they are what do you think that's going to do? It might give you a little sense of relief of like, okay, got that off my chest, but their mind isn't going to change. If anything, it's going to make it worse because they're going to come back with something that will fire you up even more. It's all about de-escalating things, both for, you know, in terms of the actual argument or whatever you're trying to accomplish with this argument, but also for, that could be related to anything. You always want to be de-escalating. It's like if you're fighting with your blood sugars, de-escalate sort of stop going back and forth stop rage bullying stop like overcorrecting just relax and let give things time and patience and I think that's like a mindset that we myself included we could all improve with and going off of what Miriam says aka I need a shirt that says that by the way going off of what Miriam says um <laughs> I think oh my god I completely lost what I was about to say SOS um I know that it's super easy just to type out something quick, but mm-hmm. quick and can often be offensive to yeah. someone or in any way moving forward. What I'm trying to say is that it's easier for me to think of it like, well, what would I, what advice would I give to a friend who's dealing with this, whether yeah. that's blood sugars or a pol- like, or a retort in any type of stance, whether it's typing something out to a guy or (laughs) politics, um, what is the advice I'd give? Because I know that I almost never take my own advice and the advice I have for others is so much better than what I do for myself. And that might just be my personality or because it's easy to remove myself from the narrative. Seriously, Hamilton has been stuck in my head this entire time. Um, It, it's it's better advice and that's just like the way that I operate and I'm sure it's the way many of you guys operate too is it's easy to tell someone else what to do but it's harder to enact yourself and enact the change yourself so Mm -hmm. I think that if you're not able to take a step back and be like okay maybe I shouldn't engage in this right now at least think to yourself okay well how would I tell someone else to handle this Mm -hmm. or how would I suggest someone else handles this Um, and it also helps diffuse the situation internally as well so I think that there are so many great takeaways from just taking a beat Mm -hmm. um, and in every aspect of your life, including your diabetes and in politics. Mm -hmm. And like Miriam said, you're not going to change someone's mind by fighting fire with fire. It's just you got to douse it with some water and let it cool. You know, it is what it is. but yeah, so to bring this ranting episode to a close, any any final any thoughts, final Miriam? rants? Um, I don't 
think so. Besides the fact that we're always here to talk. And if and if you do want to get into a dialogue with us, you know, I think the best way to do that really is like email or DMs or, or something like that. I think, you know, we are happy to discuss things, but if it turns into something angry and ranty, we're for our own mental health and our own, you know, boundaries, we'll, we'll kind of put an end to it. But we are very open to, to hearing people's opinions, to hearing people's stories, because our views are not the same as everyone's. And that's what makes us such a cool community and a amazing country is that we can all have these different views, but still have the same rights to express them. And we like talking, as way. you can tell. Yeah, chatting's our favorite thing to do. Um, so to wrap up this hot button topic, if you will, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals. Follow us on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. Email us at pancreas pals one two three at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you guys. We still have more episodes of season seven coming at you. Again, we do drop episodes every other week. But last week, we gave everyone a little break in the hopes that you guys went out and registered to vote. So please, please, please be sure that you're registered to vote. And also, feel free to vote by mail. It's what I did. It's, it is a safe way to stay away from the Rona. Um, so <laughs> on that note, um, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you made it all the way through this episode, power to you. Um, Miriam, you are a doll as always. And guys, Likewise. we will be talking to oh, stop I'm blushing. We will be talking with you guys on the gram and hope that we can just keep on keeping on until one day there's no more Rona. We have everything we need, access to affordable insulin, and it's just good shugs, you know? Good shugs only. Not only until then. <laughs> give us all the shugs. Um not like all okay send help i'm gonna wrap this up now okay guys have a great rest of your week bye